your best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's Dell.com deals. Picture this. It's Saturday morning and you're on your John Deere compact tractor. You're effortlessly breaking ground on your new landscaping project. Next, you're moving piles of rocks just by moving a lever. And now, you're enjoying the warmth of the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. We could keep trying to put you in the moment, but to really understand everything you can do with a John Deere compact tractor, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The home for our Falcons. 10-5! Touchdown Atlanta! WZGC Atlanta and WZGC HD1. Always live and free on the Odyssey app. Atlanta Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. Where else would you want to be than cozying up to sports talk radio where there's a lot of sports, but there's a lot of other stuff going on, and that's why you get a chance to spend time with this radio station, especially this time of year, with a lot of different things happening. No NFL and college football that are – well, I mean, there is NFL because the combine's coming. There is college, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, uh, I'm not going to talk about the fact that our college – basketball teams like i hope you have a team mm, in on, march Mad- i hope Hurry you have, up, a, t- hope you have a team in march madness because it ain't happening again around here how does no, that happen no man? kennesaw state this year um abdul rahim is down there crushing it at south florida and we got no kennesaw attorney we got no georgia State. just look at the georgia high school playoffs I and just, how in the hell do we not have a team in march madness i went to a tournament game over the weekend i'll talk about it and things i learned uh but uh you, you know that just speaks to that just speaks in a huge way to um the talent that is not staying home because the talent in this state is ridiculous so we'll get deeper into that mm. coming up also, the Braves do finally don the uniforms and get out on the field. We'll talk about their Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then there is the NFL offseason, which in Atlanta is about as big as it gets. Firing of a head coach, hiring of a head coach, hiring of a full staff, the number eight pick in the draft, and free agency looming for quarterbacks. We wanted to get an update on Justin Fields because he is the conversation more than anything else. Matt Spiegel, a sister station, the score in Chicago, joins us. And you guys literally put together a fan forum to discuss your quarterback situation. Is that accurate, Matt? That is accurate. And it's funny because, like, a lot of people were making fun of the event when it got announced because we've been talking about the quarterback situation for, like, two years with Justin Fields. And all year – uh, all uh, all this season, we're talking about fields and analyzing every moment, every play, and of course, watching that Carolina pick go higher and higher and higher. So it has been about fields and Caleb so much already in Chicago. So when we announced the event, people were like, "I can't believe you're still doing this, my God!" Blah blah blah. 
And then we did it, and it was awesome because a bunch of listeners came and were passionate. And there are still lots of people in town who think the right thing to do is to stick with Justin Fields, trade the pick down, and build around him. I am not one of them. Um, And, you know, most of us are not of that mind. Most of us believe that Caleb Williams is a generational talent who has been gift-wrapped for you in – that trade and like here you are you don't have to trade anything to go up and get him you don't have to give up assets you can reset the contract clock etc and then of course there's analyzing the quarterbacks which we've done to unbelievable extents but but yeah man the the town hall was really really cool because you get to talk to your people you know and get to see them face to face and they get to tell you you're an idiot face to face instead of uh, on text so so let's just understand. Take Merrill Hodge out of it. A clip that went viral, Merrill Hodge ripping the hell out of Caleb Williams and saying, you're not getting yeah, what you think yeah. you are. Separate, separate of that, we do know that the odds of missing on a quarterback in the first two or three picks is 50%, right? Minimum. Yeah. So, And that's with all the analysis and all the data and all the film and all the everything else. There's a 50% chance. You're not getting it right. I don't know about number at number one, but it, it it misses it in one for sure. What I want to know is what is Justin Fields if the Falcons get him? Because there's a very good chance we do. So what what is the three year journey look like for him? What's the biggest? Uh, what's the ceiling and what's the floor from what you've seen in three years? Well. Um... Here's the problem. The problem is after 38 starts, I still don't believe he is as good a pocket passer as you have to be to win a Super Bowl in this league. I I don't believe it. Um, it, it, He doesn't quite see it as fast as you need to see it in terms of guys getting open, reading a zone or reading man or like that, that he's an eye thrower is one way that it's been described. Um, he needs guys to be open before he commits. So that extra split second means that sometimes he takes brutal sacks means that sometimes he tucks and runs when it doesn't need to happen means that sometimes he'll miss wide open guys and you see it on film and it drives you crazy. He's so incredibly good at a bunch of other things. Like if there's five different tools, he's really, really good at four of them. But that fifth one is the most important to me. It's the most important because when it's the fourth quarter, you know, and everybody knows you're going to pass and you just got to go back and pick a defense apart and drive down when everybody knows it's passing. I don't, I don't believe that he's got that um, right now in his bag. Now, maybe could he develop that? Could he grow into that? Possibly, tough putt. but it's 38 yeah. starts, man. It's 38 starts, and you got to make a decision to pay him within the next year or two. So, frankly, if I had, if the Bears had the number two pick, or the number three pick, or the number five pick, I'd still be inclined to reset the clock and pick a quarterback. Like, I don't know if I'd do Jaden Daniels, but I'd sure as hell do Drake May if I didn't do Caleb Williams. Matt's you know what me. I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah so, so it is, I, I, I don't think he's got the pocket passer thing, and I don't want to wait. Matt Spiegel with us, the score in Chicago. Matt, do you think Justin Fields, with a good roster around him, can win two playoff games? We're not talking Super Bowl. Oh, We're talking can he win yeah. two playoff games. Baker Mayfield won one this year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. Right now, I'd, right now I'd lean no, frankly. How? how um, and, and, yeah, and he's a great dude. He's a great dude with a great work ethic and an incredible – 
incredible man, super likable, works his ass off. Um, but I just, I, I don't. The, the other thing that he doesn't have, guys, is when he's on the run, that quick trigger release to throw it from whatever body angle you're at that you see with Josh Allen, you see with obviously Mahomes is the goat of that he particular skill. You're saying he has to gather? He's got to gather, and it takes an extra split second, man. And it's just, it, it, Jordan Love is better at that already and we've just we watched jordan love kick our ass and embarrass us and be better than fields at the beginning and the end of this season all right so before 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 we go um lay it out cleanly 70 percent 80 percent where are we uh with caleb williams is it pretty much a uh fader uh you know fader come v that uh that they're taking a number one pick caleb williams i think so um, I, I do believe so, unless they find something on the personal front or in interviews that freaks them out. And I'm not going to rule that out because Ryan Poles chose not to take Jalen Carter last year. He um, traded down one pick with Philly and took Darnell Wright instead. Character matters. He's been burned by it a little bit, and he's made uh, choices in that regard. So if they find out something that freaks them out, that would be the but only they're thing. But they're, they're, they're taking them. And how soon are they going to trade Justin Fields, in your opinion? Is there any chance they're both at a mini camp together? I don't believe so. I think that's a recipe for disaster with so, uh, so with the players. How quickly and, does he get a bad allocation of the assets? So, yeah, I think this week. I think, this I think week. it happens this week at the combine. Yeah, I, I, wow. I, that, that's my gut. Oh wow, that's my gut on it. So, is it going to happen there, guys? Is he Zach Robinson's kind of quarterback? Help me out. He would have been Arthur Smith's. So, you know, but I don't know if he's Zach Robinson. Well, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson sounds like uh, he may be doable. They're ready to spend money on Kirk Cousins um, and Justin Fields. One of those three um, or, or, yeah, they're not they're not going to draft a guy early second round or at eight and put us through that nonsense again. You you have to understand we're scarred here. We just went through Marcus. (laughs) We just went through Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter and Desmond Ritter with what some thinks is a playoff roster. So it, it's like, Rusty, we've been saying, they need a grown man in the room, and uh, that's not going to happen necessarily with the eighth pick or the second round either. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm, we're, well, I'm down here. We want to win playoff games. People keep talking about, can you win the Super Bowl? I, I want to win two win playoff division? games in the damn Mercedes-Benz. How about win Benz? a weak division, right? Yeah. Yep. So Justin Fields, a local yeah. kid. He's, he's incredible. Yep. He, he lit the Falcons up in week 16. He lit us up. Um, there's a lot of folks, his dad's a big listener, is a great guy. A lot of folks that want the local kid, but it is this is how GM's careers That's are made. Correct. Right? Hit your wa- who are you hitching your wagon yeah. to? Oh man, it, it it's so tough and it's the toughest position and context matters, coaching matters and the talent matters and you know, the um the way that they have showed him uh what they want him to do, like the, the order of exposure is, is a, a way that Trent Dilfer talked about it to me, how you teach quarterbacks and tell them what you want them to do. It hasn't been good here. It's been really sloppy for Justin. Yeah. So it's, it's possible that there is a Geno Smith-like second chapter for Justin. I think that is definitely possible. I just I, – I, I wouldn't commit to it well, at this point l- when you got to pay. But l- you guys, just say you guys Justin, are taking a flyer. Justin Fields different. has had more success than Geno Smith's first run. I mean, Justin yes. Fields has moments. So, yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating. Yes. I, I get a sense, Rusty, that, they, that they're still thinking about a, a, a veteran uh, like uh, Russell Wilson 
or Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, if they can get him. I mean, yeah. what's Minnesota going to do? Right. If Justin Jefferson here, rolls here, out, get out, spend him, I guess. I don't right. know. Right. One, one more thing for context here. The reason why this is such a good story is because Justin is good. He's not, he's not bad. He's not trash. He's good. Like Chase Daniel told us, he thinks Fields is probably between 20 and 25 in quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think that's probably right. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's decent. You know what I well, mean? Not and not had decent. Well, it's not Zach Wilson. It's probably not Daniel Jones no. either. So, uh, no, it's like, no. But let me okay. tell you something. We know this in the NBA. When you're, like, when you're between 18 and 25, that's purgatory in a lot of ways. Like, yes, you know, yes. He, and, and when and when you've got a chance to get somebody who people are saying could be a top five quarterback in the NFL, well, of course, you guys, yeah, they, you they, have to do it. Listen, you have to do it because you get the contract back to three years, and now you can build yeah. around them. I mean, everybody knows when you have Brock Purdy at quarterback and you're paying him zero that you got forty million more dollars to spend on your roster. Bears are in the same situation. Correct. When they draft him. Hey, great stuff. Let's talk uh, more down the line. Appreciate you coming on. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Have Thank a great you. day. I like a sports talk guy to come on. And he's talk. got it. He's, listen, th- th- he's got the right questions. I've yeah. heard everything about this. You've heard Just, all that stuff. I've heard. That's why the gather, um, it takes him a little bit of time. He works on his stuff. I just I think people I, I get tired of hearing can he win a Super Bowl? I don't give a damn about a, a Super division. Bowl. Host a, a freaking playoff game. Win a division. Listen, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Right? I don't I don't know that Justin Fields is all the answer. But I, I know I, that he's better than what we've got. I don't think that this coaching staff is ready to hand the reins to Justin Fields. First, now again, we already know Terry Fano didn't love him three years ago, but that's different. I get it's yeah, different, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean it means a little bit. It's not at the top of the reasons why I don't know if he's going to end up here, but it's it's a little something. I would take Kirk Cousins right now. Oh, of course, we're yeah, not going to get him. Okay. They're going to pay him. All right, Russell Wilson. Well, uh, update the Russell Wilson. Okay. What did he say essentially? That that he's ready to work. Yeah, he's really he's he's willing to consider taking a league minimum because he wants to win now. Yeah. So does he look at Drake London, B. John Robinson, Tyler Algier, Kyle Pitts, and whoever we drafted eight yeah. and second round and go, that's a roster. I can win the division. You know what happens if you win the division? You host a home playoff game. You know what happens if you win that? Yeah. You're two wins from the Super Bowl. You know who ripped who ripped Johnny Manziel from the start? He ripped him. Any team that picked Johnny Manziel, Merrill Hawk. And he is Did all in. Did you hear what Merrill Hawk said about Caleb Williams? All in on Caleb Williams and saying this guy is a, this is a bust. I've don't watched t- him three times. He's not him. special. Don't touch him. <laughs> I don't know, man. We shall see. When we come back, things I learned over the weekend. If you didn't hear what happened to Cam Newton over the weekend, it was supposed to be a night. Now more of the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ten twenty three Sports Radio ninety two nine the game. Steak and Rusty ten o'clock hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit mancavestore.com. A couple of quick things, just throwing it out there for folks driving around. It uh, you know should pay attention. Georgia Tech, according to Rusty, 
Uh, not great news um, that they lose their wide receiver coach, wide receiver Josh coach Crawford, to Kirby Smart. Yeah, that's a you know you want you don't last lose. night right? Yeah, last night around ten o'clock. And again, what I'm repeating is he interviewed for the wide receiver job last week. Ultimately, doesn't get it, but obviously, what he did was impress Georgia. And probably Kirby Smart, knowing him, background checks, talking to high school coaches around the state. Look, this is a guy that's young. He's liked. And here's the key to me. He's been at six or seven high schools as a coach in the state of Georgia. So he has a big, big uh, branch of people he knows. Georgia basketball, guys. Uh, mentioned Tech quick. They had a really good win. Miami was a Final Four team last year. I, listen, that's a crazy-ass team. Bro, that's some crazy-ass right there. They beat Duke, they beat Carolina, they beat Clemson on the road, they beat Miami as a Final Four team last year on the road, they just won earlier this, uh, oh no, they also got blown out by 30 to Wake. Clemson Clemson blew them out. Dude, their coach just said, it's going to be different when I get my guys in here. The ultimate disrespect of his team, (laughs) and then they go on the road, right? And they go on the road and they beat Miami. What's that locker room got to be like? And then Rick Pitino, by the way, who said it's the most unpleasant team he's ever coached. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. <laughs> Use that drop here because sometimes I feel like when when uh, Sandra has to. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. Said Sandra when Zeno came in here talking about Arthur Smith. <laughs> oh, call, I, oh, I got my I'll Zeno call Sandy. I go. <laughs> Uh, Sandy, what's going on? Well, Zeno's on an Arthur Smith thing right now. and This like, has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. <laughs> yeah, so um, we love Zeno, and uh, that was Rick Pitino, yeah. who then went out, and they beat, uh, who they beat, Creighton? Creighton. Did you see his outfit? Did you see his, the suit he had on? He looked like like tubs from Miami Vice. White on white, white shoes, white <laughs> he pulls white, out everything. white. All right, uh, Georgia basketball, guys, there's no other way to put it. Like, I know the SEC is nasty. Tennessee, Oof. Alabama, this Auburn, coming up. South Carolina. Dude, the Kentucky. See what Kentucky did to Bama? But Georgia's got no shot. Can't dude. finish. Can't finish. They don't have the players. They don't have an alpha to take a game over. No, they don't. They play with effort, and they play with defense. But I'll getting, give you the good news. They can't close a game in the last 10 minutes. The gap between Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky. Um, who am I leaving out? Alabama, Auburn. Kentucky, that's the top. And Tennessee. And Florida's playing well. And Tennessee, Tennessee. and Florida. And Florida, yeah. South Carolina. The gap, but the South gap Carolina. between those five schools and us, it's real. There's a real gap there. We're I not. Will say, I will say when I first started here, Georgia basketball was as bad as I've ever seen it. And now you go two years later. When you started here. On the show with okay. you. Yeah, we couldn't even talk about it. Two years ago was prior are, to Mike White. Uh, yeah. That was the end of. Tom Crean. Uh, Oh God! Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I, I mean, like, me and, like me, and you, like me and you played the second half for them. So I'm just saying. That's like me getting. I'm just saying where the trajectory of Georgia. You know the face you make when you eat something that's really <laughs> not cooked well, like a piece of fish. I probably and I make made a, a bunch face. Of Georgia fans bring that's that Tom Crean, yeah, Ron Jersa, and Tom Crean. Woof. Yeah, I mean, Mark Fox was okay, but I mean, that was you're right. It was lean times. Yeah. So and Dominique's kid who's coming in. Listen, the the the, the whole deal, the, yeah. the entire deal. We're yeah. gonna know in June. What to know? If they can keep the majority of these kids one more, and then bring in. the recruiting class, and bring the recruiting class in with Asa Newell, who's a top ten player in Asa the country Newell, right. at Monte Verde. If they can keep him, and and you get Dominique's son in from J- uh, Jacob Wilkins yeah, from, from Grayson. Grayson. If you can keep how those good two, is how good is Jacob? Oh, he's dude. Like he listen, 
He's a baller. Biggs. All right. Biggs. And you're about to ch- there's a very good chance that look, it's getting it's getting really competitive now, but there's a good chance you could see two of the best players in the state facing off in the state championship if it ends up being McEachern and Grayson. Okay, but I'm talking about Georgia. Yep. Ace and uh, no, no, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying that's how good one of the top two okay. players in yeah. the state. Yes, and Georgia's never in the mix for those. Right. They go get Asa Newell, who's a top ten player in the country, number one power forward in America. They go get him. Then they got Jacob Wilkins. What does Georgia need? They're about to bring a six, two six nines in, two six nine six eight, and he's going to go in the portal. But 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 okay. the key is going to be how much can he keep from this team to add those two key pieces. <laughs> it's not a guarantee that roster stands. What I'm saying. But he's close. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the problem. That's he's close. Bruce, that's, listen, Bruce Pearl, we'll have him on. He's a very good friend, obviously. Um, I don't know if you know the story of Bruce Pearl, that we hired him. First job he had, which is why he's been so good to us, mm. when he got that show cause, 790 The Zone, he was our weekly uh, in-studio guy. Uh, we drive in every uh, once a week and do college hoops. And then he got the job at ESPN. Mm. So he's one of those guys that came through our radio station at 790. He'll come on anytime. Josh Pazner's going to be in here for the tournament. We'll talk to him as well. Um, so a lot going on uh, to get ready for the tournament. Uh, there's a lot of things. I, wait, I, Trey Young's out for a month. So Hawks are not in a good place. They win last night, but mm. they're not in a good place. they mm. got a lot of decisions to make. Mm. They're in the 10-hole. They're a couple of games ahead of the Raptors and the Bulls. But let's do things I... Yeah! Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. It's Monday, and it's time for Things I've Learned. A look back at the weekend on The Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. I want you to look at Skip Bayless and Keyshawn Johnson right now. What's the story that is one of the top stories in America right now that Skip Bayless and Keyshawn are talking about? It's on ESPN's Instagram, Barstool Instagram, the video. Uh, Cam Newton involved in a what they say violent altercation at a youth seven on seven football tournament. It was a high school seven on seven tournament. We ball organization. It was in Atlanta. I was invited to go. Obviously, I had a birthday party, so didn't go. Listen, I know everyone involved. I know everyone involved for many, many years. So this you was, know, just so I you know, guys understand, yes. Rusty knows the team. Cam coaches and Cam. C C one ends, Cam Newton's team. And then the coaches that left Cam and have their own team. Top TSP. You see people all the country saying TSP guys jumped it. What does TSP mean? Top shelf performance. It's two brothers out of Atlanta that trained a lot, a lot of professional athletes. They're wide receiver guys. This has been brewing a long time. They were part of Cam Newton's coaching staff when he had Justin Fields, when he had George Pickens, when he had all those guys on his team back in 2017, 2018. These two brothers were on that staff. There was a falling out. They're no longer there. They go start their own team. Saturday in this tournament was the first time they played, and they beat Cam Newton. TSP beat Cam Newton's team really, really bad. They beat them bad, and they went straight to social media, oh. and they went to Instagram, That's and they was. went to Twitter, and they went. They let everybody and they were know. Talking smack. They were talking smack. Like and we whooped them. We whooped them. And I'm sure Cam read all that in his and world. He was watching them play in another game. So or? Sunday they went to bracket play. Sunday's bracket play. And they were playing, and TSP team was on the field. Cam Newton had his team above them, watching him. Yeah, and the this, heat, you the see heat the stairs. They were watching. They were waiting for the next game. You see it started heating up. Things started getting Cam going. Cam saying it'll never happen again. Yeah, You'll never the other do teams like, like that. well, you want some more. And it got Dude, went from there. But let me tell you something. But I'm going to tell you the mistake that was made. Yeah. Cam Newton is a grown-ass man. Three people in my life that I was blown away how big they are the first time you meet them. Peyton Manning, Trevor Lawrence, and Cam Newton. Those are one percentile humans. 
And when you go to get some of Cam Newton, you better be bringing. But something. those guys aren't afraid. Those guys were not Let afraid. Me tell you dude. Oh, I know Steph and TJ. They're ready to beat his I ass. I know Steph and TJ. Listen, Ste- I, I, Steph, just, Steph is maybe 5'10", 160, and he went up those steps. You forgot a hundred times more than I would know about this. I do know some dads, and I mm-hmm. that have said that Cam Newton, coaching that seven on seven, is about as mouthy and at times out of control as you can get. I heard about him at a tournament in Texas. He was thrown out of the stadium Mm -hmm. as the coach. He was thrown out of the building because of how he was carrying on. I've said this about Cam before. I'm sorry. He needs to check himself on occasion. You don't need to be in the middle of a brawl like that. And make no mistakes, these are grown men throwing punches. That's some grown men. Yes. I just saw a new version of it, like a 62-second version of it from the stairs up. When they are mixing it up, yep. it's a horrendous look for the kids. The seven on sevens in general have gotten out of control, Rusty, right? Yeah, it's not enough security. There's not enough referees. It's just gotten kind of. I quit. You're, you're not even. I don't cover them anymore. I, I do cover in the summer when you have your high school helmet on with your high school team. Uh, but I listen, back in the day, I mean, I went to see Nate Wiggins, Caleb. I went to see Josh Downs, yep. Eric Gilbert play Justin Fields. Well, I love your perspective. You knew everybody involved. More I know than everybody. everybody. I can tell involved. you Mike Bell's listening right now yeah. and Carl Dukes. Yeah. I can promise you they're going to want you on the afternoon to tell the story. Yeah. It's going to be a big time. I wish we had more time. Yeah. We could just do seven on seven. I hate it. That it could is, be a whole topic. Yeah. And listen, that was seven on seven is not great right now, but I can tell you right now, I had nothing to do with stuff. That's been brewing for three years. All right. Uh, speaking of high school, I went to a great game. Caleb Wilson, I've been hearing about, mm-hmm. offers from Kentucky, Georgia Tech, Alabama, Auburn. Everybody wants Caleb Wilson. He's the junior over at Holy Innocence. They yep. play Pace Academy. Yep. Multiple state championships for Sharm White, the head coach. I mean, I was in heaven. I told uh, Miss Kimberly, she's like, you know, Bobby's got a game incoming at uh, at 3.30. Yeah. Well, this was a 3 o'clock tip. I said, darling, she was coming back on a flight. Yeah. I said, sweetheart, let me tell you what you're going to do when you land, just yeah. so we're clear. Yep. You're going to get an Uber. Yep. You're going to come home. And you were going to head out to Cumming, Georgia. Yep. Because the big fellow over here, the big right-hander, I'm going the opposite way. I'm headed to Buckhead yeah. to watch this game. So she went and watched. It was a 0-0 nail-biter for 11-year-olds. Yeah. And you, I watched. You got, you, got Sunday, you got Sunday bracket play, man. So Saturday, I, I got up the next morning. Yeah. Caleb Wilson and Holy Innocent beat Pace Academy. I love high school basketball so yeah. much. Caleb, by the way, maybe the number two junior in America. Yeah. The only better draw than him, talk to a dad who knows a couple of scouts who have been to Ace Bailey's games. Yep. Scout from, I'm not going to name which NBA team. Yeah, don't name that team. Here's what he said, the scout. If the draft were tomorrow, Ace Bailey would be the top pick in the draft. Number one. That's not coming. Forget about college or anything else. I'll tell you this. Anybody that listens to our show, if you want to go watch a guy in two years from now say, hey, I saw him in high school, you want to go watch a guy that costs you $12 a seat right now because it's going to cost yep. you 85 in two years. So I watched one last night. Go see for, Ace Bailey. I watched one last teacher. night play for the Orlando Magic named Wendell Carter, and he's nice. Pace Academy. Pace he's Academy. Nice. He's nice. Yeah. yeah. He ain't Ace Bailey, though, Ace in terms Bailey of the height. Number, how about this? Dude, Rutgers, Ace at Rutgers has the number two player Is in America he? and number three player Dude, in America. Dude, they all decided they don't need to go to the Duke and Carolina. It's, gonna, yeah. it's a new trend. Yeah. They said, we're going to make a name for ourselves at Rutgers. They had a connection to the family. There's, it's a Fab 5S thing happening awesome. at Rutgers. You heard awesome. about that? Yep. 
Yep. We don't have enough time today. Shout dude. out Levi Worley listener. Uh, Winder Barrow boys in the lead eight. So you can give a shout out to those guys. Basketball got beaten Sweet 16 last year. Good luck, Winder Barrow. Yeah, lead you want to give a shout out to your high school winning team at yeah. Stake Shapiro at Rusty Manziel underscore. When we come back, there's one villain in that dynasty series, which is as good as the Jordan one. Forget about Patriots or whoever. The storytelling on the dynasty is incredible. There's one villain and one villain only in this production. I'll tell you who it is when we come back. Play three strikes. You'll be happy he's not in Atlanta. We're doing good. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 1044 Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 10 o'clock hours brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Later this week, by the way, uh, Lauren Kuntz is uh, part of our leaders segment tomorrow. She is the CEO president of the Georgia YMCA. Massive job. She's right. The, the Hawks have that patch. Yep. She also has worked with, you, you know what the Y is to we a lot have of these a athletes. Huge, a huge YMCA in Rome. Always right. been there. Yep. Great. Pool, what they did basketball dur- courts. What they did during COVID, the amount of folks they fed over the years, taken care of, young people. Lauren Coots will tell her story. She's in live tomorrow. Jermaine Wiggins. Uh, former, Boston, former Georgia Came from guy, Marshall to Georgia. Yep, uh, played with, for uh, Jim, Jim Donnan. Donnan. Yep, he was the most important player in the Tuck game. Two transfers, other than Adam Vinatieri. Two transfers that year: Ben Watson and Jermaine Wiggins. He's got the hell of a Boston accent. He'll join us. He'll talk about the show, The Dynasty. Also, former intern of Mayhem in the AM years ago, Jermaine Wiggins. Great guy. I haven't talked to him in a decade. That's awesome. He, he's on Wednesday. What's our big game of the night? Um, now, you're going to go back and watch some old tape, but that doesn't count. Like, you watch Georgia-South Carolina game, that doesn't count, Rusty, because that game was months ago, right? Well, so, you, I mean, so <laughs> you know, you got to get it. you got to figure something. What do you got, Day-Day? <laughs> Big game what of the night. What do you night. got, Day-Day? <laughs> Brought to you by John Foy. Um, you know, I'll be honest, Take not a lot of games that are worthy of watching from a, you know, just a you don't ooh. Ha- yeah, you don't have one of your women's college games? No, no, not tonight. But I will say this. You do have UNC, who's number 10 in the country, taking on Miami. So you got that's an ACC matchup. But more importantly, this is the time of year where you should just start watching these college games if you're a bracket person. Yes. Uh-huh. If you're going to be watching, okay. you know, getting into brackets, just start watching any of these games. Who was a couple years ago? You went to the – yeah. Who was it, Florida Gulf Coast? Yeah. All right, so Florida Gulf Coast played at Mercer. Bobby Lamb was the head coach of Mercer football, and he called me that night, and he said, I just saw the best basketball team I've ever seen. I'm like, dude, what? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you right Right. now, that's honest to God's truth. Yeah. And a couple couple months later, they They won that run. They made that run. They beat the absolute death out of Mercer. He saw them play in Macon. So – Last night you went Hawks. Yeah, went Hawks last Trey's night. Trey's out for Friday a month. and last night actually. Trey's out for a month. Dejounte is yeah. so much more comfortable without Trey. It seems like it does. Um, the offense in general, I'll be honest with you, just really has a a, a really unique Zippity flow. Do. Yeah, when Zippity he's uh, when he's running point. Um, and yeah, they're not going to win a lot without Trey. I know what you're saying, but it is it's not it's a problem that Dejounte and Trey. Yeah. Dejounte and, Trey. and you have double O out as well. But with Dejounte and Trey, I just. All right. Yeah. You know who's not going to be on the same team anytime soon? Paul Johnson and Jeff Collins. Yeah, what what Ooh, the hell wow. happened there? All right, Bill Shanks show down in Macon, longtime football show, radio show there. This is, quote, unquote, Paul Johnson. Collins wanted to reinvent history. He just distorted everything when he got there. I'll just call a spade a spade. I got no respect for the guy. He went in and distorted everything that was there and acted like we had never won a game and lied to what he inherited. 
Yeah. He uh, went and told a bunch of whoppers. And that term, whoppers, means a hell of a lot of lies. Listen, if you come in and blow up everything from the previous regime and then you're that bad, Paul Johnson has a right to say it. I didn't enjoy Paul Johnson as a human being covering him, and he hated radio guys. But you can't argue the success. The ultimate shot right here. The opposing coaches in the league would call me, and they were just laughing about it. Yeah. The product. Yeah, because Paul Johnson's product was very difficult. Oh, dude. He was a scientist. He was a, he was a mastermind. He would win seven or eight games a year. Dude, he beat Georgia uh, twice. twice in Athens. Yep. Twice in Athens with that team. All right, uh, here's our three strikes questions. i got a couple other quick things for you. Uh, first is uh, I, put a, I put someone up on social. I was at Egg Harbor Cafe yesterday at 1040 a.m. I was in that lunch dinner, uh, a breakfast lunch Um Dilemma, 10.40 a.m., what are you ordering at a spot? You're going breakfast or lunch. 10.40 a.m., what are you eating at your favorite breakfast, lunch spot? I always go breakfast if, if it's still there. At 10.40, you're always, always going. Always go breakfast. Even if they got a nice little French dip sandwich. Uh, no, I always go. Nice chicken and dumplings, a nice uh, cheeseburger, you're going breakfast. I, I like breakfast. All right. Who is a true sports villain? Who is a true sports villain? And your favorite non can't be MLB, can't be NBA, can't be college, can't be football, NFL. Favorite non-major sport to watch on TV. The race yesterday, phenomenal, right? Um, and by the way, you can tell me women's college basketball. You can tell me PGA golf. You can tell me. You can't say Augusta and the Masters. I know that. Yeah. But you can say golf. It'd be golf for me, yeah. yeah that's your non-major yeah, I'll, number I'll, one. I'll, yep. You're flipping. Up. That's going to make you stop. I watched uh, about two hours of Mexico Open yesterday, and I didn't know a single guy on the leaderboard. And you watched the whole thing. Most you know Drew Butler sit there and watch 10 hours of uh, Golf Network. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. If you loved the uh, documentary with Jordan, what's the title of the Jordan doc? Uh Last, last dance. Last, last dance. dance. The dynasty is exactly the same level. It's incredible access. They interview everybody. Um, I, I I think it was executive produced by Bob Kraft. I can just tell you this: the biggest villain is Bill Belichick. It's not even close. That don't surprise me. He looks terrible on camera. He's got his arms folded. Yep. Last night I watched Spygate. That was episode four. So Spygate hits. Belichick completely cheating, filming other uh, teams. They go on an 18-0 run where Belichick wanted to score 50 or 60 on everybody, and then they do the Super Bowl against the Giants. Amazing that team lost. Junior Seo, Rodney Harrison, Randy Moss. Little karma. Uh, yeah, that, no other way to put it. That, Brady's that. best year by far, and the, the most famous play voted in Super Bowl history is the David Tyree catch to break the 18-0 run. Eli Manning was sacked five different times in that. Richard Seymour had him by the shirt and was pulling him down. Mm. And the worst mobile quarterback makes the throw. Belichick looks terrible in this special. Everything you said about I, him, I didn't right? want him. I didn't want him in this town. I don't. I don't. I, I listen. He, he's got documented all that, but we needed fresh breath, and we we didn't need we needed fresh breath of air here, and we well, didn't you, need somebody that's going to be a you know what. You know, I said go hire Raheem. From minute one, I you said did. I, I told somebody that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, you see how great this opening pro, like this guy wants to be here, dude. I've never heard a gentleman in a profession, folks talk about in the level they talk about him. The most accolades I've ever heard, and I don't think it's nonsense uh, or just pablum. I think people think he was the best coach out there by far. You want a guy like Mike McDonald? God bless him, great Georgia guy. 
or you want Raheem Morris, who's been on Super Bowl staffs, been a head coach, is ready. He and, he is ready for well, that job. Let me let me be devil's advocate. Oh, here we go. I, 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 I'm, I'm all in. I knew in. if I said something about I'm, Georgia. I'm, no, 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 I'm, no. I'm all in. But if we don't get the quarterback right, oh, we'll be doing I've, interviews again in two years. John in Lagrange. All right, let's do this little sound. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ten, uh, Johnny in LaGrange, it's 10.40 a.m. What you eating Sunday morning at a restaurant? I'm eating fried Hover. bacon. Yes, sir. Fried bacon. Fried breakfast. Fried bacon, yes, sir. Who is a true sports villain? True sports villain, you got to go out to the uh, to the Warriors. Got to go Dramon. Dramon, excuse me. Dramon Green. Green. Favorite non-major sport to watch on TV? Weightlifting. I love yelling, shouting, and grunting. Never thought I would hear that. that that's a new one. All right. Uh, true sports villain, Lance Armstrong, way up there. How about that? Yes. Alex yeah. Rodriguez, got to be up there. Um, trying to think. Dennis Rodman for a lot of people. Became Not for one. me. Bill Belichick for sure. Especially just watch the Bi- t- Bill Lambeer. Bill yeah, I was going to say the Pistons. You were talking about Bill the Lam- last dance. Bill yeah. Lambeer. Bill Lambeer is just a low life. Hey, uh, Greg in Cartersville. 1040, 1040 a.m. What you eat? Original pancake house. Those pancakes with some thick cut bacon and some eggs. The biggest omelets on planet Earth at the original pancake house, right? <laughs> and that skillet? Absolutely. Who's a, who's a true sports villain? Yeah, you rattled off a bunch. Uh, I, I think Christian Leitner is another person to add to that list. Favorite non-major sport to watch on TV? Every once in a while, I'll pick up a rugby game, which is pretty interesting. It's impressive. That's some grown man playing rugby. Tim, you know that. You're talking about kickoff specialists. Tim and Flowery Branch. Hey, Timmy, uh, 1040 a.m., what you eating? Uh, there's a place in Clayton, Georgia called the Rusty Bike. Uh, banana bread, French toast is the best breakfast. That is a great downtown Clayton, Georgia. Rabin County. I love that town. Who's a true sports villain? Uh, Lambeer is probably the ultimate villain. He's, he's the worst. And the favorite non-major sport to watch on TV? Well, I don't know if it's non-major, but English Premier League soccer is the best, That's best really sports good. going. That's yep. really good, dude. Yep. These good are good call, calls man. today, Damn man. Good calls today. Everybody's on it Monday. Everybody's fresh on Monday. I know. We, we, we. It's amazing when you don't have any vodka for four days. <laughs> how, how, how clean. <laughs> clean living. Clean living and coming Georgia. When I saw that early morning, wake up 6.30 a.m. and, you know. I said, 5.15 for you, boy. I said, steaky. Just how about a little Netflix on a Saturday night, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say hi to Andy and Just Randy. Just say no. <laughs> On Sports Radio 92.9.